Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside Central Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton and several players as they take a look back at Sunday's win over the Green Bay Packers. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. Broncos improved to two and five after winning their first home game of the season on Sunday, defeating the Packers 19 to 17. And we heard from head coach Sean Payton today about the win and how he's striving for perfection. You know, you want to play your perfect game and that was a good win for us. And yet I'm driving home last night, you know, heading to get sushi. I don't like sushi and <laughs> finding myself like circling around the parking lot. Like, all right, why? Why can't I be happy? Well, you're searching for that perfect game. And so um, I'm just that way. I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, I'm going to wear my emotions on my sleeve, whether it's defense or offense. There's that competitive part in you that wants to score 30 points, that wants to uh, take advantage of the first trip down into the red zone, you know, and score a touchdown. And there's that competitive part in you that, that wants to finish the game where it's not coming down to the last drive. There's you know, sometimes there are these utopia games that really don't exist. And then there's, you know, between that utopia game and the game you've just played, there is some games in, in between there that you feel like you're capable of playing. And as coaches, you know, we ask ourselves all the time, are we are we approaching it the right way? Did we, you know, those type of things. We also heard from inside linebacker Josie Jewell today as he echoed head coach Sean Payton's message saying it's great to have a coach who expects more. He's uh, he likes his stuff exact, which any head coach, any coach should like it exact. Uh, and, you know, you can't play a perfect game, but you can get pretty darn close. And and that's what he expects out of us. And that's what we should expect out of ourselves. So uh, I think that's always great that he always expects more. Um, and I think we got to keep on expecting more if we're going to want to win more games here. In Sunday's win over the Packers, the Broncos found success in the run game as Denver finished the game with 145 yards on the ground. And head coach Sean Payne talked today about his evaluation of that. I think we were 60-some snaps yesterday. I mean, look, generally speaking, from my experience, there are those games where you have, call it, 35-plus rushes. And generally speaking, in those games, your third-down numbers are, are really good. Um, your CFL numbers are good. You know, in other words, are we getting first downs on first and second down? That's the, the, the first sign of a real good offense is you're, you might have a smaller third down count at the end of a game. Um, fair question, though. And, and we felt like we ran it well at Kansas City. Um, I think that, look, there are people that believe you, you throw it in the first half, run it in the second half and secure wins and, and all of those things. We do studies relative to sequencing against certain defenses. You know, what sequence do we do we like on first and second down? You know, there's only four. It's run, run, pass, pass, run, pass, or pass, run. So we do sequencing studies. Uh, but you, you, there's a part of you that are trusting your instincts relative to how it's going. Plus, head coach Sean Payton and Josie Jewell discuss the defense's improvements the past few weeks and what they credit that to. We're playing the run better. I know we played the run better at Kansas City. Their second half yesterday, we were in and out of some seven-and-a-half-man fronts into eight-man fronts. But uh, overall, I think in two weeks, two games, um, we've defended the run better than in the, in the prior weeks. Uh, you know, getting to a new defense, um, there's always small little quirks that you got to kind of work out with the players, where they're going to be, where they're going to fit. 
Um, and, you know, just game in and game out, you get that trust for each other. Uh, and that's what we've been doing. We've been able to do consistently now the last couple of games. And hopefully we can keep on moving forward with that, just understanding where we're going to be um, and our communication keeps on getting better. Uh, like I said, hopefully, you know, we can uh, finish uh, this next week strong and then have this little bye week and keep it going. After missing two field goals to start the season in week one, kicker Will Lutz has made 11 straight field goal attempts, including his 52-yarder in the fourth quarter versus the Packers to give the Broncos back the lead. And he details how he's been getting into a rhythm. Yeah, I mean, look, it starts with preparation throughout the week. Again, I know that's cliche, but, you know, Mitch and Riley have done great throughout the week uh, preparing for every game. And, you know, just like any other position, it takes time, right? You know, it was a change of scenery, a change of operations, you know, new people in the locker room. It just takes time. And, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I feel like the three of us have really started gelling with our uh, field goal operation. And um, that really helps. So uh, I feel good. I feel like I'm hitting the ball well, you know, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, the important part is carrying it to Sunday or, you know, Thursday or Monday night, whenever the game is. But um yeah, preparation is huge in that, and I don't take that for granted, and I know Mitch and Riley don't either. Coach Payton also spoke on Lutz's performance and the attributes he has to be a great kicker in this league. There's talent, and you see that. There's leg talent, right? And then there's the, the stuff between the ears that, that's so important. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a confidence level and, and from just having experienced it before with him, um, I was proud to see to see how you know I thought he not only did he hit it yesterday he hit it really well um and so that was a good game for him it was a good game for our special teams kind of quiet to some degree um relative to the return games but um but overall uh those those were four big kicks now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio for a game recap is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric thanks for joining me today you got it soon Broncos finally get the win at home fun Victory Monday, yeah, Dub Day. That's right, Dub Day. Um, nice to see the Broncos, kind of like you said, break through some of these struggles they've been having at home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, had, had held halftime leads in all three of their previous home games and weren't able to convert. And this time it wasn't easy either. So they, you fought mm-hmm. through some adversity, and I think the ability to, to respond and rebound from some of those struggles showed you a little something about this team. And Sean Payton mentioned after the game, that's what happens in this league, that you're going to have calls that go against you, plays that go against you. The teams that respond are the ones that often find a way to win. Definitely. The Broncos did that in week seven. Yeah. Yeah, Eric, it was, in, it was interesting to hear head coach Sean Payton talk today about the win now that he's had time to kind of really think about it. And he told us a story about him driving to the sushi restaurant to go meet his family um, yesterday following the game. And, you know, while he's happy with the win, you know, he talks about striving for more, striving for perfection and, I mean, as a head coach, who doesn't want that? Yeah. Well, he doesn't like sushi, apparently, said, which I know you I don't. I know. I love sushi. You love sushi. Every, so, everybody can have their own opinion. I guess. But, I feel um, like coach needs to try more. Different, different roles. Different sushi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, I think what you're talking about is exactly right, that head coaches are always wired to want a little bit more. And he talked about chasing that perfect game and. You know, he's mentioned a lot football is an imperfect game. And you've got to, as I mentioned a, a minute ago, rebound and, and respond to those mm-hmm. mistakes and those um, those things that come up in a game. But as a coach, you're always chasing perfection and you're always chasing um, the idea that you could have done just a little bit more. And, and you know, whether it was the, the run game or a late second down play 
where uh, Russell Wilson kind of rolled out and threw it to Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. If it's um, you know any other situation in the game, Sean Payton is focused on how could we have been a little bit better in that right. scenario. And I think that there's a, a mindset you could have after yesterday's game of, of great, we won, perfect. Or right. you can have the mindset of great, we won, but let's clean up a lot of these things and let's work to get better and let's work to win a, a second consecutive game and beat the Chiefs. And, and clean up some of those things that Sean Payton mentioned. Hey, if you do some of these things, they're going to end up coming back to bite you. And so yeah. I like that perspective. I think all the great coaches, players, competitors have that shared mindset of, okay, that's great. I'm, I'm glad and happy about what we accomplished, but we can always be doing more and we can right. always be doing just a little bit better. And um, I think that story that Sean Payton shared kind of gives you gives you some insight into the fact that he's just he's always thinking about this team, always mm-hmm. thinking about how can they be better, Definitely. how can they improve. Yeah. Um, I think that's the mindset that you want this organization to have, and and part of the reason you brought Sean Payton here in the first place, right, was to to change the culture, change the mindset. This is just one example of that to me. Yeah, definitely. Eric, you talk about you know things this team can do more. I know we heard head coach Sean Payton talk about. Oh, he wants to see the team be more efficient in the red zone. You know, they were just one of four there yesterday. So what did you kind of see on those trips that they can really improve upon? Yeah, um, as Sean Payne mentioned, one of four, a little misleading just because they weren't necessarily trying to get it to the end zone on one of those trips at the end of the half. So I think it it boils down to one of three. Mm -hmm. And certainly on the first one where um, I believe Javante Williams gets into the end zone, you're called for holding and you get pushed backwards. And now it's third and long from outside the 10 yard line. And, as Sean Payton said, under that situation, um, you're not going to to see your rates of scoring be very high. And that there are things you can do, like pick up first downs in the red zone that increase your chances of scoring. Mm-hmm. And getting penalties are going to push it the other way. And that that obviously makes sense. It's uh, intuitive and, and kind of goes with what you would think. But the Broncos have to make sure that, one, from a penalty standpoint, they're not beating themselves down there. They did seem to be a little more focused on running the football um, yeah. on that particular instance um you know later they threw it a couple of times and weren't able to convert but uh, you know it's just a it's a constant evaluation process i think of what's working down there what's not everything gets a little bit heightened in the red zone things happen faster there's less room to work with right um, and we've seen across the league said that red zone offenses is, is down and that defenses sure. are playing well mm-hmm. and so it's not a, a uniquely a unique problem to denver but You've got to find a way to take advantage. And certainly if the Broncos had scored touchdowns on even another one of those first half red zone possessions, you're looking at a a completely different Different. game in the second half. And then that's what Sean Payton's talking about in terms of the perfection. Well, how could we have made this game so that it didn't come down to the final moments and we didn't need to make a 52 yard field goal and then come up with a stop. Those are the things that he's talking about in terms of improving and chasing that kind of ideal scenario, that ideal game, and and being better in the red zone is a big part of that. Eric, you mentioned the run game. You know, another efficient outing uh, for these running backs here, specifically Javante Williams. I know head coach Sean Payton, he was asked about him today and, you know, talked about how he's just going to continue to improve week after week here now that he's kind of hitting his stride following that injury. Yeah, Sean Payton's talked a lot about two years and and that being kind of when doctors feel like you're back at your full strength following a, a knee injury like that, but... Javante Williams looks as good as he has, and mm-hmm. if he's going to continue to get better, that's a really good sign for the Broncos because I think he's back the last couple of weeks to looking like the player we saw when he was a rookie. And Definitely. certainly yesterday against the Packers, there were a couple plays where you know they got him by his shoelaces. Otherwise, he's mm-hmm. off to the races for a 30, 40-yard touchdown. Um, 
still has that explosiveness, the ability to run through a tackle, the ability to, to run by people in a hole. Um, those things that Javante Williams does, I would imagine the Broncos will continue to lean on as the, the season progresses. And one of the other things Sean Payton mentioned was he's still learning what Javante does well, mm-hmm. what he doesn't do so well, what situations to put him in. And so that takes a little bit of time. I think the Broncos are starting to get to that point where Sean Payton knows the personnel and you know when's the best time to use Jaleel, Jaleel McLaughlin and when's the best time to use Samaj P. Ryan and when's the best time to use Javante. Mm-hmm. And you're going to continue, I think, to see these running backs succeed because they're being put in good situations. And yeah. I think the three of them combined with their receiving yards are over 170 scrimmage yards. So clearly they were a big part of the win. Definitely. And, um, you know, hopefully Javante runs like that this week against mm-hmm. Kansas City. Yep, hope so too. Well, Eric, we've really seen this defense take a step up the past few weeks, specifically against uh, the Chiefs. Uh, two weeks ago, and then again in the first half versus the Packers on Sunday, we heard both Josie Jewell and Coach Payton talk about that and credit that to, you know, Josie said kind of communication in that regard, and then Coach talked about how def- how good they've been defending the run too. Yeah, and, and, you know, they gave up two touchdowns against the Packers, but let's be real here. They were a little bit fluky touchdowns, yeah, right? They the, were. <laughs> Pat Sertan might have had an interception on one of them, and then mm-hmm. the second one uh, – I mean, you throw that pass 15 times or 100 times or whatever, once maybe it gets caught. And so, um, you know, the the Broncos played good defense in both cases. It just happened that the Packers made a good play in one case, uh, maybe a lucky play in the other, and ended up scoring points. But, yeah, the the red zone defense has still been good. Um, I do think it starts with, like you mentioned, Sean Payton talking about the run defense and and being better up front. Having DJ Jones back for this game against the Packers was a – I think a big impact, a big element of why they played well yeah. up front. Um, and, and they've got to keep doing that. They've got to put teams in second and 10, third and six, instead of second and four, third and one, because when you let teams do that, now they've got a lot of options and uh, it just becomes tricky to stop them. And certainly in the second half, the, the run defense wasn't quite as good for the Broncos, mm-hmm. but um, they made some stops when they needed to on that last drive. Uh, first in 10 around, I think the 45, the Denver 45, somewhere like that. Um, Packers tried to run it outside tackle for loss, tackle for no gain. And right. um, now you're in that second and 10 scenario play later, you get called for holding. And, and now you give your defense a chance to make a play to end the game, but mm-hmm. it's got to continue to start up front with the run game. Um, they did a good job against the chiefs a couple of weeks ago. said, I'm sure Andy Reid and that chiefs offense will look at that and say, okay, well, what can we find? What can we do differently? And uh, the Broncos will have to be ready to adjust and and try to hold the Chiefs in check again. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, we have to talk about kicker Will Lutz because yeah. the Broncos wouldn't have won this game without him. You know, after three straight field goals to put the Broncos up a nine to nothing, you know, he puts the Broncos back in the lead in the fourth quarter with that 52-yarder. I mean, nice to see him get the recognition he deserves, but he's been a huge part of this team throughout the first several weeks here. Yeah, and he obviously struggled that first that game, first game and, and right. took it hard and and you know, put the blame on his shoulders yeah. and to see him respond the way he has has been really impressive. He has not missed a kick since week one, knock on wood, that that, mm-hmm. that keeps going. And, you know, Sean Payton talked about sometimes kickers get in kind of a funk like golfers can where they just can't right. find the fairway. It, it feels like Will Lutz is an opposite situation right now where, you know, every kick he he's hitting looks good and looks true and is, is straight on. And that's a good sign. Um, he credited a lot of that to his preparation and, how much work he's putting in before each Sunday and that he's seeing that carry over, um, you know, his chemistry with Riley Dixon, Mitchell Fabroni, mm-hmm. those are important elements as well. And yeah, he, he's, he's playing well. That was a 
clutch kick, a tough kick. Yeah. Um, and you're right. With if, if he misses that, the Broncos are uh, in a bad spot. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's kicking well right now is obviously a good sign that the Broncos can count on him. And uh, hopefully that's the case moving forward as well. Yeah. I mean, Eric, the special teams unit as a whole, we haven't really talked about them much this year, but they have extre- really improved uh, this season compared yep. to the past couple seasons here. Absolutely. They've been a um, certainly a positive and, you know, even on the weeks where it hasn't been perfect, it, it hasn't been a negative the way yeah. it's been. And that's why you bring in Mike Westhoff and Ben Kotwika and, and even Chris Banjo in his first year as mm-hmm. a coach. There has to be a buy-in and an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish on special teams. And it seems like the Broncos have bought in and then they know the importance of that. And, you know, there's been a couple plays here or there. Marvin is, you know, muffed a punt or a right. kick and um, that hasn't been perfect, but Otherwise, you know, there's been some explosive plays in the return game. The coverage has been pretty good. And then we talked about the place kicking already. So they, uh, you know, maybe a little more consistency punting the football. But um, there was, uh, you know, Riley Dixon had a, had a good one there late. So, um, you know, the Broncos just have to continue that consistency. And, you know, the, in these close games, special teams can be the deciding factor. It can be the okay. kind of the margins you need to earn a victory. And, and right now the Broncos are making up some ground there, it feels like. Well, the Broncos will continue that momentum coming off this win this week as the Chiefs come to Empower Field at Mile High this Sunday. Eric, appreciate you joining the show today. You got it, Sid. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for another episode. I'll see you all then.